Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself. Yeah, buddy. Matt Bernstein. Bernie, you know what? Badgers won. It's all that matters. We won. We they won. won. They won. We're bowling. The job We're is posted. The job is posted. That is a good time. We're going to talk about all these things here in just a second on our Monday morning fullback podcast. But first... Want to remind you guys that we are presented by betonline.ag, the number one place for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it. NFL, NBA, college football, the most important sport that there is. NHL, esports, golf, it's all over there at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Over at betonline.ag, betonline, where the game starts. All right, Burn, you know what time it is. It's Monday morning fullback time. Time yeah. to put 15 minutes on the clock. And we are going to get started here. I thought, you know, this was an interesting game here for the Badgers. You know, tough, tough spot, but they come out with a dub. Burn, what was your biggest takeaway from the game? My biggest takeaway is that they didn't stop playing football, and and you know a team like a game like that and in in at their place and the, it looked like it was it was supposedly sold out um, with like half the stands full. You know, it, it cold. It just you know even from watching on the couch, like I was like, man, we don't have the momentum. We just don't have like that little bit of eh to get us to win this game. And to watch, like, the game come down to the final, what, like, minute, final whatever, was awesome. And I feel like that is something special. You know, absolutely. And I was super impressed. I- I'm going to talk about my, my positives here for, for the game, first of all. Um, huge shout-out to Skylar Bell. I want to shout-out Skylar Bell. One catch for a touchdown. But... What does he do after the touchdown? He pulls up the jersey, shows the 86 for Devin Chandler. And I was actually at the Vanderbilt upset of Florida during this game, watching on my cell phone. So I've got two games going at once. And I'm tearing up in the stands. I'm there with my wife and my in-laws. I'm like, what, what the heck is happening? Like, Vandy is, like, marching down the field. Matt, why are you tearing up? Like, you don't understand. Like, I'll, I'll, we'll talk about this later. That was uh, That was a really cool moment for me. Um, you know, the last drive, I, when they got the ball back, I weirdly felt confident that they were going to score. I don't know why I cannot explain it, but I, I was happy to see, you know, Garendo and Malusi. I, I burn. We got to talk about Chess because I think Chess awesome. coming back was probably the reason this offense 
is able to even score 15 points because he was, for my money, the best offensive player in the game for the Badgers. 100, and I would agree. When he came in, you know, Chez's game at the beginning when he first showed up, I was like, oh, he's, you know, he's trying to dance a little, but he's trying to pitter-patter. And now the dude is one cut and goes. And um, I really find that that is, is, you know, my coach used to say one cut, get, run up on, you know, the lineman's heels, make a cut and go. Stick your foot in the ground and go. And I feel like that's what he's doing. He brought a little bit of a spark. You know, I'll be, I, I thought coaching was pretty solid in the game. I mean, it was pretty field position. We were really struggling. Listen, coaching in some areas. I think our offense needs to be revamped big time. I mean, I think there, I don't know what you do, but you got to do a lot. That whole section, that whole group needs to be, um, I mean, there are some great players, but together they're not doing anything. Dude, we went eight. We, we threw so so Skyra Bell caught one out of eight passes. We went eight for 18 for like 80 yards. Like, dude, that can't happen in a football game. Did you watch on yesterday? People are freezing and throwing the football for 300 yards. Mm-hmm. And you're saying we can't do it? Um, what, I, what, what I'm I, saying that's my struggle bus. for me, for me, it's uh, it's play sequencing and it's showing that Coach Ingram has never called plays before. You know, he's well, never like, been a play caller say, before this year. And so I, I went think, negative. So we should have done that first. No, no, it's I okay. Did. No, I, I, I don't, This is one of my big take. We're talking about big takeaways, Bernie. This is my big, this is one of my big takeaways is that if Engram is going to be the guy next year, if he's going to be, if he's going to stay on his OC, he needs to go to Andy Reid play sequencing camp. Because one of the things I did not see him using stuff in the first half to set up stuff in the second half. I, I I felt like there were no additional wrinkles added after halftime, which is why it was such tough sledding. Nebraska knew what was coming, and this isn't a vintage Wisconsin offensive line that even when you know what's coming, they're still going to beat you because that unit, it's not it, it's not been their year. It just hasn't well, been their what's year. What's crazy is we still had three over three hundred yards, right? We had three hundred eighteen yards. Yeah, and, but the thing is, we this team can't finish. We're not. I don't. I don't know what it is. It, it, I don't think it's not. We're not tough enough. But we're we're driving. We're moving the ball. We can't throw. So we're, we're asking guys to basically play into like a complete fist fight on the line, and we're moving the ball, and we can't score. Scoring fifteen points is never going to win a game. They only had 14. So like it's a miracle. To me, it was a it was one of those like Hanukkah Christmas miracles early, Thanksgiving miracle early that we won. You know, I think for Jimmy, it's a huge win. It's a huge these dudes win. Play for him. Listen, these dudes are playing hard football for him. And and if you want to look at the positive, the defense is awesome. Like they only let up 171 yards and they play a majority of the football game. And they were awesome. Even so, even after the BS targeting call on Herbig. And like, that is all, don't even get me started on that. Even after he comes out, though, Caden Johnson came in. He was a spark there when he came in. I was really impressed with him. Third year player out of Minnesota. He was a big, big piece of that recruiting class when he came in. I think it was the 2020 class. And he he's really starting to round into form. He was an amazing athlete in high school coming out. And, you know, I mean, he's had to play behind Herbig. I mean, anyone's going to play behind Herbig. You're not going to find much better of an outside linebacker in this scheme. But he got the reps and he came in really well. Peterson came in and got a key sack there in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, great of the younger outside backers to really come in and step up. And after Herbig went out, 
other starter, CJ Getz. I thought he played his best game of the season. So uh, shout out to everywhere. the entire linebacking core. I thought, you know, they've been great all season, but they were. What about the D-line? Oh, D-line. oh my God. Benton weren't able to be blocked. Benton is, unbe- ben is unbelievable. He is unbelievable as a defensive tackle. I also tackle. think we had. So if the if I had to like, we were not able to stop the QB running. And we did have a bunch of times a, a guy shadowing him and we just mm-hmm. couldn't make it happen, which yeah. which to me is annoying. But listen, 171 yards, we held him to 14 yeah. points. Any, anytime you is, hold a team to 100, under 200 yards, I mean, you, you should, should win. win. And but we fair, did win, but, but, but right. Okay. One of the but things I want to talk about, race. though, you mentioned this. They played hard. I, they didn't play just play hard. This is the hardest playing team on a snap-to-snap basis. I would say probably since that 2010 Rose Bowl team, the first one with um, uh, the 2010 team that lost to TCU in the Rose Bowl, but they had JJ Watt, it had Monty Ball, it had like and guys that just absolutely grinded every single play. Scott Tolzien, the quarterback that year, like that team, like this team to me. I mean, obviously they don't have the talent, they don't have the success, but they are playing as hard as that team did, and that's to me sort of like what what it's reminiscent of especially that defense man they they come to play so hard on every single snap it's it's absolutely incredible but who who's the coach of the defense jimmy leonard and he picked his dudes yep. and he picked the players and he went out and did his job yep and look at the defensive play yeah and so if you're who is it he so let's talk about like dude he got the the whole season all these guys are playing with more adverse adverse so give me the adversity word, dude, I can never Adversity, like it's bananas. One of their friends passed away. Yep. Uh, one of the iconic running backs for the Badgers passed away. Jimmy took over this team. You know, like you, you're playing away. Everything is up in the air. I don't care what anyone says. Like nothing is normal about this year. And these dudes are going out there and just trying their best with what they got. And I'm, you know, it's listen to win this game at the end of the game is is fantastic. I think it's a boost. You have guys who are not giving up, um, and it's special. And I think that's what Jimmy brings. Like you had guys giving up in other games; they were tight. This game, not at all. Um, so, like, I'm listen. In seven days, if they don't say Jimmy Leonard, you're the head coach, there's something completely wrong. And I think Jimmy has a hard task. I don't know. Listen, I'm not going to tell him what to do because he is Jimmy Leonard, and he is way more smarter than I am football wise. But if I had to make some suggestions, one, dude, you can say whatever you want to say about special teams. I will stand on this pillbox is getting taller and taller by the second. We missed a field goal in a tight-ass game. In a, so, yes, okay. The wind, It was a little windy, but I if it's less than – It was 40, a shanked kick. If it's Tell less it than 40 yards, if, if it it's less than 40 yards, you have to make it every time. That is the Listen. standard for college football. I don't care. It is the standard for FBS college football. yarder, 25 yarder the next time? The ball went <sighs> up in the air. It looked really nice. It had a nice trajectory. The first one was a sh- It was a low kick. It was shanked. There's no way you're t- First up, that's on the kicker and maybe the snapper and the, and the holder. However, this is a trend. It's not like this happened. You know, like, what is it? Fool me once. Shame fool me on once, shame me. on you. Fool me twice. Fool me same on me, yeah. You fool me every freaking time we watch a game on special teams. So, like, there needs to be a dead – I was telling some, this to somebody. There needs to be a dedicated special teams coach that people not – aren't. there needs to be consequences, and someone needs to be take charge of that. Yeah. 
You know, instead of like an assistant coach, like if you had a defensive coach yell at me for special teams or anything, I didn't care. Dude, you're not my coach. Go away. Right? So like you're telling me the D-line coach or whoever, I'm just saying this, is the is a kickoff return. I mean, that's ridiculous. I was like, dude, get away from me. Like you're not part of this game plan in my – like go down on your side and stay there. Talk to your D-lineman that none of them play special teams. So to me, it's obviously you can see it's very frustrating that we consistently have – you know, special teams kind of yes. bloopers. Yeah. And in tight games, it really hurts us. And it killed us last week. And then this week, it's it's just um, – it continues. It's so laughable. Jimmy, it say, is laughable, it's, it's laughable if there is the not worst, a dedicated the special – it's the worst special teams unit in the country for the second year in a row. The second yeah. year in so, a row. And do you want to know the difference – between Wisconsin and Iowa this year, Iowa has some of the best special teams in the country. Both teams, incredible defenses, really poor offenses. Iowa has a better record because they have elite special teams. There you go. So, and and I think Jimmy has to. I mean, I hate to say this and single people out, but as as I watch Zach Wilson completely destroy the Jets yesterday, I'm not saying Graham is doing that, but I think the play calling is not to his ability, but. You know, Graham is one, he'll throw one amazing pass and then one that floats, one that's, you don't know what he's, like, I don't know what he's thinking when I'm sitting here. Like, there are two guys that dropped the ball that was, he overthrew somebody and their people are open. Yeah. So I don't know what the thought process is there, but if I'm Jimmy and I'm taking over, I have to look at every position as, is this person the right person there? Even on the defense, listen, he's the head coach. And everything rests on him. And I'm looking at, are the coaches the right coaches? Are the players the right players? And if I'm looking at defense, those guys are the right players. Yes. They, were, they had some, you know, longer passes down the field, some missed whatever, and obviously a miscommunication on the touchdown. These things happen, right? And yep. so it's a couple of plays. The offense is having issues up, down, left, and right. And, and listen, the run game was working. But you can't just run the ball. As you see, we couldn't get in the end zone. So I think Jimmy has a tough slate. Listen, I think that he we're going to a, a bowl game, which is for me what's one even of the more most important things you could do. No, no, no. But what what the more important thing than the game itself is the 15 practices that they will get. That is so much more important than any, or it's 12 practices, 15 practices, whatever it is. Those practices, especially assuming that Jimmy is named the head coach, are going to be so key for the program moving forward, gaining momentum into next season. Yeah, you know, at this point, listen, the defense is is stellar. You got guys coming in off the bench, they're ready to play. Yeah. Um, You got, I think what's good is you get guys fresh and then you get. We still got the axe week coming up. So this is the biggest week of, you know, if if they win, there is no chance Jimmy should even have an interim tag. Even if they lose, he shouldn't. No, but I I really, I want the tag off before the game because I think it'll look weird. if we're losing recruits. Yes, they've already lost three. And it's. And that's only because of the instability. It's not, it's not because they don't like Jimmy. Dudes actually, Clint has said, dudes are looking at Wisconsin. Because Jimmy Leonard is the interim head coach. Think about what Jimmy. First off, the defensive guys are common. They're common. I mean, that's that's going to happen. But but if you if Jimmy's not the guy, 
that kills our recruiting class for the next couple of years. And we only have like what, 11 dudes for next year. It's I think it's not yet yeah, 10 or 11 now at this point. And, and I don't what, know what they're supposed to have, but that's not a good number. It's a, it's a terrible number. It is a tiny yeah. number. And on top of that, on top of that, it's, it's especially difficult because Jamel Howard, I think is really the key loss here because it's hard to find big, thick nose tackles that can play like Keanu Benton. And Howard is a big, thick, athletic kid. And, yep. you know, I have issues with, I think he's trying to be too much of a pass rusher sometimes at the high school level. But, you know, once he gets under, if he gets there under Kalaji, he could be a, he could be a real player at nose tackle. And it's tough to find those but, bodies. Just that he could body be um, Wendell Bryant. Yes. Yeah. Like Wendell Bryant was absurdly good at rushing the passer, but he was also a pretty good run stop. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, um, it, it's, yeah. it's those bodies that have traditionally been the hardest to recruit. For I mean, think about like the really strong nose tackles for Wisconsin. There have been three in the last decade plus. Bo Allen, Olivia Sagapolo, and Keanu Benton are the only three like true noses who have been real impact players. And unfortunately for Sagapolo, like he got injured on, in his senior year. But like it's those three guys, and it's so. She he, but she he was more of a what was more of an end. Like he played more. Like more he, he moved okay. d- down to tackle on like pass rushing situations, obviously because he had the right body type. Henningsen did the same thing. But true noses. There are three true nose tackles in the last decade for Wisconsin that have been of consequence. It is so hard to find that position, and that's well, that's where the Howard decommit and potentially the Trey Pierce decommit. He visited Michigan this weekend. I mean, those were the those were sort of the two cornerstones for this defensive class, and that is tough to lose potentially it's, both of them. It's killer. It's killer. And then on the I know we're we're done, but that's killer. And on the flip side, let's say he's not named the head coach. I can't see Jimmy staying at Wisconsin. No, there's right? no so chance. like the shuffle, the shuffle would be crazy. Who knows what the coaching staff, you know, like it's it's um it's like Elon Musk at uh, Twitter, you Don't know, like everyone fired or getting or leaving or doing so. And I don't I mean, listen, that's not the right comparison. But he, it, if Jimmy's not the head guy, I doubt he stays. And if he doesn't stay, who's who sticks around? No one. With no him? one. It's going to I would be say probably a I, bunch of guys. There's I would say the only people that might stick around would be I think Bostad is might be the only person who sticks around. And Al Johnson, obviously, in Kalaji, you know, guys who have ties to the uh, true ties to the school. But I could, but you know, I could see Witted Maybe. and Poteet and April, like yeah. And so it's Jimmy needs to be but named. You still, the have coach. To ha- you still have to get the job. Yes. Right, because the stability of the whole program right now rests. I mean, it, it, you know, like if if he's not, you what is it, three to five years until we're back on track? Yes. Maybe. I mean, it'll be hard for a coach to come in and just start getting dudes and and do it. Now the next thing is. You know, Braylon Allen's like, I'm sticking around as long as Jimmy's here. Yes. So there's that, right? Like, that's a pretty solid statement. So obviously, if he's Jimmy's not the head coach, Braylon Allen's going to leave. He's gone. And there's going to be that do for so other many guys going thing? to the portal. Like, I, I mean, what's if listen, if Jimmy goes to Michigan or goes somewhere else, I'm going to, I don't think he's going to Michigan. Anymore. But if he goes somewhere else, why is Herbig not going with him? Why is half the D line not going? Like, why are so. So these things scare me as a Wisconsin Badger fan. Yes. You know, and I think, and listen, I'm not saying Jimmy should get the job because of these X's and O's. I think he should get the job because he's proven that he is the guy for the job. And he's proven the guy because 
they awesome. play so hard on every single damn snap. Even if the yeah. other team is out talenting them, out scheming them, no one is out working them under the last six games under Jim Leonard. And that is the number one reason for me why he needs to be have the interim tag taken off and be the head coach of the University of Wisconsin because scheme is, but if they're not going to play hard for someone, it's going to be, it's not going to work. And the guys play hard for Jimmy. I would listen. I completely agree. I think you could put guys on the field, head coach or no, you're going to play really hard. But when you have a guy like Barry and you love him, Right. And you play you got a guy like Jimmy who they obviously are 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 um rallying around. You this that's that's what you want to see, right? Yeah. Like you want to see a coach run into the locker room and every single person jumping and dancing around him. That's not at, that's not normal on no. other places. And also when Barry play um won in the bowl game is like what like a couple years ago. Do you see how happy those dudes were? Like, yes. These are the leaders that you rally around, right? And Wisconsin has that person. I think a lot of people who are making the decision understand that. I hope no. The I university hope has to do. That. They do. The university has to do what they have to do. I get it, but the decision to me is clear, and it was clear when he took over and they went and won games and then competed against Michigan State. I think the Iowa game was just a complete breakdown of like our defense played great, our offense can't do anything, and I think it's a clear that that's continuing, but our offense wasn't good at the beginning of the year. We have great running backs and, and some great wide receivers, but we had a lot of injuries and we can't get them to that. We can't get the ball into these guys hands and to have eight completions in a game is, is pretty brutal. And honest. honestly, Graham doesn't have time. He doesn't have time. in a lot of these passes, and know, then he's then, and listen, then it's all sort of coming together. You, you get the yips. He's overthrowing, he's getting the ball out too fast. Cause he's scared that he's, yeah. you know, he's got, ghosts and phantoms i mean i'm not talking saying it's a sam darnold situation seeing ghosts out there but i mean you should know that as a jets fan but it's you know it, it's not watching great. zach wilson play the same football as graham Mertz. oh my they god they don't step into balls they're not on target and these guys are supposed to be some of the most proficient target like pass target you know so it it i don't know what you do but you're right the bowl game you got to give other people an opportunity under center see what they can do and you know what? If if Jimmy, I think Jimmy has to hit the portal hard for a couple of dudes. I don't need ten or fifteen. I think a lot of people are like we need to get everyone. No, we have guys. We need to get a half a competitive dozen. quarterback. We need a half dozen. We need a lineman and a quarterback. If if I'm looking at the offense, and if I if I'm looking at the defense, they're gonna Benton's gonna go pro, and they have no they have no depth at nose tackle behind him, and so that's the other position. I mean, again, really tough position to get, but we saw impact defensive lineman in the portal last year. I'm thinking uh, Jacqueline Roy went from, I think it was Jacqueline Roy, went from Missouri to LSU. You know, there are, you will be able to find guys, you know, especially with probably like all the dudes from Texas A&M about to hit the portal. Those were some really, I mean, not like Wisconsin was competing for most of those type of five-star guys, but there are going to be guys available. But if you're a defensive defensive guy and Jimmy's the head coach, yeah, you're going to play in the top. You're going to be on the top five defenses to play in college, you're going to go to the NFL. Yes. Wisconsin breeds NFL defensive guys. On offense, we're not doing so hot anymore, and the O-line, we're not doing it so well. Now we're doing really well with running backs, but we should have more guys on offense in the NFL. Yes, they I mean, absolutely we just should. should I think we have the 
we did. And then, listen, Chez is high on my board right now. And I think, one, Braylon should probably have come out after he got hurt and just stayed out. I mean, I don't I don't mean that as he didn't play well. I love, like, his toughness and pain. tenacity. Like, I love that. I absolutely love it. I just want him to stay healthy. And, you know, if he just got like a – I don't know what happened to him. I didn't, re- I didn't read it, but – but the other thing you know, was like, it, you know, if he gets dinged up there, Garendo's been good this season, and Malusi was showing that he was the best back in the game. I I, I don't know why you don't stick yeah, it with, you, with with those yeah. two guys because those two guys can both. I've, I've proven that but they listen, are more you than know capable. Out as a competitor, he's not going to come out. Yeah, of, the of game. course. I mean, I wouldn't either. I ran in on when I should never have gone back in. My knee was out of place, and I was like, "Give me the smallest sleeve," and then I went back out. And I, but that's a different. The knee's a little different than your shoulder. I love the way I love that. I just think we need you down the line, dude. We still got the axe game, but you know what? These dudes are putting their bodies at risk to play for Jimmy Leonard. Yes, they are. Right. And it's not like it was a shoulder. And if it's just like a muscular thing, that's all right. You can come back from that. It happens to everybody. Yeah. But we do have guys who can back them up. And I think eventually they figured it out to be like, let's just rest you for a little bit. Chez is doing all right. You know, he's got your back. And we're mm-hmm. good. we've won way too long. We went way too long. Dude, it's we Ax- we'll be back later this week. It's Axe Week with uh, Brian Calhoun coming back to the pod. Really excited to talk with him. Speaking of Axe Week, he had a three touchdown game in his one game against the Gophers. So that was, uh, we'll, we'll talk with him about that. Yeah. And going to Colorado. I know, Don't tell right. him I said that. Well, I mean, he, he's listening, so he'll hear it. But I, I, I know he listens. You see, I but. love you. Well, he'll be back I with us later you. this week on the pod. That's going to be fun. And then next week, we have former UW pole vaulter and American Ninja Warrior champ Taylor Amon coming on with us. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really pumped to, to chop it up with her. So, uh, you know, make sure you're, you stay tuned and, uh, you know, you subscribe, you like, give us a rating, a review. Uh, we really appreciate that. And Bernie, you know what? It's a win. And like always. It's a win. On Wisconsin. We're going to a bowl game. On Wisconsin. Yep. We bowling for the 21st consecutive? 20th consecutive 20, season. I think it's 21st. Yeah, 20th or 21st. It's like my birthday coming up. Yeah. It's my birthday. I'm, gonna, I'm bowling for my 20, what is it, my 18th consecutive 21st birthday? Yeah. No, no, right. no. Sadly, it's my 19th 21st birthday. Well, there you go. You know. I celebrated my... Uh, statue of limitations is up. I celebrated my fake ID's 21st birthday or 22nd birthday at Wando's with two fish bowls. Nice. There's nothing better than celebrating like somebody else's birthday that you have their ID. Yes. So I celebrated my 20, my, my scooter's 21st birthday. I was very happy about it. That's how much my scooter sucked <laughs> after the first one got stolen. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Okay. Uh, no. We'll be back. Good times. We'll, we'll be back later this week with BC Uh, Until then, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. Dude, when are we going? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.